0: Hey, listen. Welcome to the Hey Listen Gamescast episode 54. What episode are we on?
1: I think it's 54. I think we're on episode
0: 54. Uh, The gang is all here today. My name is Nathan Wagner, and I am joined by my two lovely co-hosts, as always, Rob Douglas. Hey! And joining us back from the dead, or at least back from baby (laughs) duty, the newly dadded Jeffrey Morse. (laughs)
2: <laughs> newly dadded is correct for some reason i have started to like dad characters in video games so like i'm a i'm a bowser main now in uh in smash bros so um uh, I, I don't know it just do you it always just came have to play me.
0: with like junior bowser then and like teach him how to fight and you know
2: all that stuff? oh that's a great idea yeah i should do some 2v2s uh just actually um... I have a good friend who's a Bowser Jr. main, so we can make this work. I hope you just, set uh, your parental don't. settings on your Switch so that <laughs> Baby Allison I, I already, can jump on no, there and I, play I have my games. parental settings uh, set. Don't worry about that. All right, and so and just
1: don't play through The
2: Last of Us now, because you get all the oh dad gosh. feels. <laughs> I, I actually redownloaded it to my PS4 this week, because I got a uh, hard drive, so I re-downloaded it. I haven't jumped back into it, but about at the halfway point, I think, is where I left off. So yeah, yeah. I, I um, don't know what the it. ending yet is. St- I still have stayed spoiler-free, so don't, don't tell amazing.
0: me. That's amazing. That game is oh, came wow. out like, what, I'm actually three really impressed. years ago.
2: Yeah. yeah, it was longer
1: than that, wasn't right. it?
0: Well, summertime, you got some time. Yeah. All right. So we were recording this one a little bit early. It is Saturday, July 8th. So if PlayStation announces the PS5 in the next three days or something like that, we are sorry. <laughs> we're, we're not going to be able to talk about it. But um, <laughs> we have a couple news stories we want to jump into this week. Um, let's see. The first one is uh, that 343 Industries um, has endorsed a Halo fan project called Installation 01. Um, Rob, I think you brought this one up. Do you know more
1: about it? Yeah, we were actually just talking a little bit about this before we recorded this. Um, the my, the the group that's doing this fan-made project, is, it's kind of the same graphics as like the halo three level sort of and it's this fan project based off of halo it looks really cool it's using all the halo properties master chief the warthogs in there all that stuff but they went to microsoft last fall and microsoft never responded to them and then 343 industries actually came out and said hey guys we love what you guys are doing keep it up which is rare that I mean, yeah, doesn't
2: happen a lot. <laughs> that doesn't happen Seriously. a lot. I mean, we
1: could we could we could spend a long time talking about how many franchises or fan made projects that uh, Nintendo has shot down, <laughs> as well as like even um the battle for uh, Battlefront 3 uh kind of fan made project that's going up on Steam that's called Galaxy and Turmoil. They even got a cease and desist from EA and LucasArts saying you can't use any Star Wars properties. They're still going forward with their project, but they can't use any Star Wars product property and then here they are this halo fan project they're like oh yeah you can totally use master chief and warthogs and, and all of our stuff
2: yeah. yeah the cool thing is is they're not reusing the same assets like they're remade everything so like they made their own master chief model their own you know yeah. battle rifles and all that kind of stuff and then they're really trying to emulate kind of the original halo 1 2 and especially 3 yeah. feel and the multiplayer of it and so i and they're not taking any money or anything like that and so i think they're doing this like think the right way like Hey, we well, love okay. Halo, but we're making this all on our own, and it's just we're a not really to cool make any money big fan it. project. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The exciting so. part to me is the fact that it's kind of more focused on Halo One and Two multiplayer. I played so much Halo Two multiplayer back in the day, and oh yeah, you know nowadays oh, yeah. I don't have an Xbox One, but I don't think I would be able to have as much fun playing Halo Five or Halo Four multiplayer because it's changed so much
2: since then. So yeah, this yeah. is awesome, and they made the, the whole thing in the Unity engine and. <laughs> Um, it looks really clean and crisp, but mm. it's um, still stylized, kind of like the older Halo games, which is I think cool.
0: Yeah, so, I really that. Yeah. cool. So Jeffrey, you just got uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, right? Recently,
2: I did. Yeah, so I picked it up. I, I, have... I had this killer deal at GameStop where I traded in six old games for like 140 bucks. They had this great promotion going on, and they had Mass Effect on the shelf. It was on sale for 20 dollars new. And the used version was like thirty eight dollars. Classic GameStop, <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I, yeah, so I picked it up new, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I've actually uh, really been liking it. Um, the I've been jumping into the multiplayer with a friend of the show, uh, Adam Fields, and we've been been playing that. We played the Mass Effect three multiplayer a lot back on the Xbox three hundred and sixty back in back in college. So yeah, it was kind of fun reliving that, but. Uh, yeah, Bioware came out and said that there will be no single player DLC for Andromeda. Uh, they're not. Or at least there's none
1: planned at this point.
2: Yeah, they and honestly, shit. there's none planned at this point. I don't think there's going to be. No. Any yeah, with, no. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's already twenty dollars, already... and it came out, you know, what in April? So. Yeah,
1: back in April. So if they haven't announced any by this point, it's probably not going to happen. They didn't. Rule out the possibility of multiplayer DLC, but they definitely ruled out the possibility yeah. of any they, single player. They've been putting out. They some are their DLC and updates. Like, yeah.
2: and stuff there was like that, right? there was an update I think yesterday on multiplayer. Yeah, there was a patch. They, they put in a new character and a couple two, new like weapons and stuff. So yeah, they're they're slowly adding free updates to multiplayer as of now. Uh, but I mean, it takes a really long time to find matches. A lot on there, so I don't think there's a ton of people playing multiplayer. So I wouldn't think they're going to put too much more effort effort into into dlc for multiplayer. yeah
0: Yeah. well and there was that story that um the team kind of got split up into to work on like uh star wars battlefront 2 and kind of ea's other properties and stuff like that so the team that made this game is already kind of like gone
1: so this isn't surprising at all yeah they're not all in the same house at this point so and also with their announcements like what four months ago where they said that um Mass Effect's gonna kinda be on hold for a while. Yeah. I don't I don't on the see back shelf
2: till Yeah, I don't answer.
1: see him playing any resources towards
2: it at this point. Nope.
1: Oh well. Well,
0: I guess we'll just have to right. live with what you <laughs> I think
2: got. That, I think that's fine. I mean, I've never I know there's people who, who love the Mass Effect DLC. I personally have never bought any of the Mass Effect DLC. Um, so I wasn't planning on buying any for Andromeda. I mean mm-hmm. the story's okay in Andromeda, it's not Nothing amazing for me so far. I'm about ten hours mm-hmm. in, but um, I don't really—I'm not really bothered by this. And I don't know. What about you, Rob? You've put uh, a lot more time. Would you want? Would you buy single-player DLC for this game? Well, see,
1: I did get one. I uh, I got it free with my copy of uh, Mass Effect, like the trilogy, back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, I got the the Citadel DLC for Mass Effect Three. Okay. which was, like, you got all your cast back together. It was kind of like this casual, like, all your players and characters. like a relationship. Like, yeah, it was like more of, like, build up some relationships with your teammates and hang out with them on the Citadel. And I really love that DLC. It's probably one of the best DLCs I've ever seen in a video game, ever. Wow. Um, because it wasn't DLC in the sense, like, Here's a new mission and oh gosh, there's another big villain that you need to fight. It was more DLC in the fact of you got to explore your characters more. You got to explore the other characters a little bit more and you got to interact with them and kind of like it was cool to see some of them in different lights and more casual. Yeah. And let's shoot up the the Reapers, Shepard, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that was cool. And I think so, if there was a DLC like that for Andromeda, maybe because i do like some of the characters in andromeda but i'll be honest i think they flesh out a lot of the relationships so much that there's not any point to do any dlc like that so if it was a story like a like another campaign part i wouldn't get it all right well there you
0: go That's a good move (laughs) well we are less than two weeks away from the release of splatoon 2 um and This past Thursday, uh, I think it was July 6th, Nintendo released kind of about a 20-minute direct with a bunch more info on Splatoon 2, kind of gave us some updates and stuff like that. Um, Can you talk about the highlights from that,
2: Jeff? Yeah. um, One of the most exciting things that they announced was at the very end that, yes, Splatfests are indeed coming back to the world of Splatoon, And the first Splatfest is actually going to be a free world premiere demo that is now live on the uh, eShop. And so if you have a Nintendo Switch, you can download the Splatfest 2 world premiere, and uh, it is going to be happening uh, this next Saturday. And I think – I don't remember the time. I think it's for about four or five hours or something
0: like that. I think it's 3 to 7 p.m. Pacific time. So wherever you live, whatever that converts to, but – on july 5th 15th
2: yeah sorry and so everyone kind of like the global test fire before is going to get a chance to jump into the splat fest for splatoon 2 and i actually downloaded the demo and it, you can actually go through tutorial mode right now so you kind of get a feel for the game and you can actually walk around the new plaza there's new vendors like new characters and the old characters are still kind of around uh like the the shrimp is running his own little like uh a store where he sells experience and gold buffs, which is pretty cool. And you can kind of explore the new um, kind of Inkopolis place. And then uh, the other big, big news about it was they announced a kind of a new squid sisters team called off the hook. And <laughs> yeah. uh, there's these two new really, really stylized uh, squids. And uh, I forget the name of both. of them. I know one of them though, is looks like an octoline and her name is Marina and their okay, style of music. Pearl. is Yeah. The Pearl, other
1: one's yeah. Pearl. And the and the internet's really like, Marina is the greatest character ever, and Pearl <laughs> should die in a hole. <laughs> it's true, though. Pearl's
0: kind of boring.
2: Like, that's I mean, literally compared been the to entire how awesome internet Marina reaction. Looks, like, it's, yeah. it's really cool. And it was it's just... also kind of funny, because Marina has now <laughs> given us the first uh, Splatoon cleavage <laughs> game, which I'm like, they're really going there now? Like, uh, <laughs> but, hey, I don't know. I, Overall, Marina had those nice hips. People. Like Pearl couldn't
0: dance at all, but Marina was sh- shaking it.
2: Yeah, but it's cool because <laughs> the music's almost <laughs> kind of like a little bit more like a hip-hop type feel to it. And so it does feel different from the Squid Sister music, but it is kind of that similar type of vibe. So I'm excited to hear more of the music in Splatoon 2 because that's that was always one of my favorite things to so the original Splatoon is all the different songs. And they had like fictional bands that they would add in new songs in through free game updates. And Splatoon 2 is also going to get at least one full year of, uh, free updates with maps and weapons. And like, they announced some new super moves and like a new umbrella type weapon. And, uh, that's you can play multiplayer awesome. in Splatfest now. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm hyped. If, if you haven't played Splatoon yet, and you have a switch, be sure to check out the Splatfest. Um, hopefully, uh, we can, we can jump in that, uh, with friends on the, on the demo, but they didn't say, and oh, the, uh, Nintendo switch online app is coming out with Splatoon 2, which, uh, I, You know, I think we kind of thought was going to happen, but the app was coming out July 21st. It's just called Nintendo Switch Online, and you can look at all your stats, the map rotations, switch your loadouts, send invites, voice chat with friends all through um, this new app coming out on the 21st. So hopefully it it runs nice. You know, it's not voice chat through the system, but (laughs) (laughs) at least, you know, we're finally getting some type of online service feature for the switch i hope discord is suing nintendo that's what i hope (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i think it was a good touch though like having it kind of be like a like you know there's lots of games even like mass effect you know halo they all have their dedicated apps where you can look at you know your stats and becoming more popular nowadays well yeah but with this online app it's it has all the Splatoon stuff on like its own like page on in this app yeah. So I'm hoping in the future, you know, when Smash Bros. and Pokémon, and all these other games come out, they'll just add in, okay, this is the Splatoon section of the app, this is the Pokémon section, and you can kind of go in and dig into your profile um, via the app. I yeah. think that'd be really smart. That would be really nice, because do then I don't really have to download,
0: app. like, six different apps on my phone for yeah, each game that exactly. I play.
1: They're actually also going to tie it into Breath of the Wild with the, was it, the trial one, or the one where you can see where you've been and watch every single one of your deaths.
0: We would be there a long time. <laughs> I would at least. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for Splatoon oh. 2. It's crazy that it comes out in just two weeks. It seems like it's yep. that release date has come up really
2: fast. Dude, yeah. I'm so excited because that's the day after my birthday. And so like I'm just going to spend all day playing Splatoon and then like I'm getting like four or five new Amiibo in the mail. And just, I'm just like, oh, it's just a, it's a great birthday present Dude, to myself. <laughs> that's awesome. To yourself. <laughs> yeah. To you my wife yourself. was going to get it for me, but I'm She's like, ah, you're already going to get it for yourself. I'll get you something else. I'm like, sounds good.
0: Nice. <laughs> so. Double birthday. Yeah, Sweet. It'll be fun. Well, this next one, uh, Rob is pretty upset about. Um, yeah. Cuphead <laughs> officially announced that uh, the game will never come to the PS4. They have a lifetime console exclusive partnership with Microsoft and the Xbox One. So... No Cuphead. I don't think this is a huge surprise because it was on Microsoft's stage like the whole time and has been associated with them and yeah, stuff that like true. that.
2: But, it's a part of their indie program.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. But some fans were holding yeah. out hope that they might have like maybe like a year or six months exclusivity window, but that is apparently not the case. Which is That's fine with me because I, I couldn't make for. it further
1: than three seconds in this game. <laughs> I was so really I, hoping that this I'm would come too. onto the the PS4, maybe be a PS Plus game in the future, so <laughs> I don't have to to pay for it. But well, Rob's I also,
2: three years into the future. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking long term role here, guys. Maybe I'm not, not gonna I'm not gonna have any time to play this game until three years in the future, and but. No, I was really excited about this game. I'll probably still get it, probably for Steam now, um, mm-hmm. just because I don't have a I don't have an Xbox One. But I am a little disappointed. I was kind of looking forward to seeing if I could pick this up. It's kind of like a download for PS4 and be able to do kind of a couch,
2: um, you know, play it and get wrecked. Yeah, cool. <laughs> well, for me, you know, I I don't really buy anything on Steam, and so I'm not I'm not gonna get it. Yeah. Um, I would totally love to have yeah. this on switch even over ps4 i feel like it would be look really, yeah. really nice on the switch handheld mode and you know i i love having good platformers on uh on handhelds and so I, I would have loved to see that like i got to play it at an indie event a year or two ago and it's mm-hmm. a really really beautiful game it looks really good in motion like you look yeah, like think... you're literally watching an old mickey cartoon or something yeah, so, yeah that's It's, it's close close kind part. of a yeah. but i'm glad the game is finally coming out nonetheless this year yeah, i know that's it's true yeah a very long development
0: cycle. it's so. taken a long time
2: and I know, you know, when they come with those deals, it can stink for, you know, some of us consumers, but a lot of times it helps out the developers to be able to make the game more polished and fund maybe future uh, games bro. as well. So yeah. hopefully whatever they work on next we'll we'll see in more platforms. Yeah. That's
0: usually what happens with these games is they'll have a license to do X number of games with a certain publisher and then they'll end up coming to more platforms. Yeah. Like uh the Journey Makers are making that candle game now that's Coming everywhere. I oh,
2: candle. <laughs> is I don't, that what it's called? Yeah. Candle. It's probably no. no.
0: They have like a candle as their logo or something like that.
2: Like <laughs> it's
1: like an art
0: It's, short. Short. it's <laughs> all about like, like sharing love or something along those candlelight lines. Candlelight love. It's gonna be super experience. super hip. And uh, that sounds so hippy. <laughs> yes, it, they are very hip, cutting edge. Share the love. All right. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> moving on um oh finally the uh playstation plus and xbox um games with gold this month uh wanted to give a quick shout out to those uh ps plus we have until dawn um which is a great game i terrified of I'm it but so i had a lot of fun playing with it and then uh also telltale's game of thrones is also on ps plus Plus. and then
2: and on, that's just uh, for
1: the ps4 yeah on ps4 yeah. i didn't look up there's a the couple P- other games in there there, there's there. a couple others, but I, I feel like we're we're at the point in this era now where we're like looking at PS4 Pro and Xbox uh, Elites and all this stuff, and maybe a PS5. So we're, we're gonna I mean, we to talk
2: about PS3. I haven't found a game anymore. that's been worth turning my PS3 on to download for PS Plus in over like a year, anyways.
0: Like, yeah. So. <laughs> Games on PS3. You think the games on like, PS4 are bad? Check out the PlayStation Plus games yeah. on PS3. Then you have. I mean, some are still playing about. Yeah,
2: they're still, still putting them out, but there's yeah. not not really a lot of great stuff.
0: They're they're them, not great. And, but... and then in, in my overall, opinion, the gold uh, ones. Xbox, what are the gold ones?
2: Yeah, Xbox Gold is totally rocking it this month because they have yeah. Grow Up, which is a sequel to Grow Home, a kind of a smaller team that partnered with Ubisoft made um, a few mm-hmm. years ago. But Grow Up just came out this last year, and uh, Runbo. Which was one of my favorite Wii U party games. Um, and I've actually met the devs. I've talked to them a couple times at some Nintendo events, and they're super cool guys. And yeah. it's just a really, really good party game that you can play with up to eight people, and it's got some good challenge and it's just a really cool, neat idea. It's an action party platformer. And I've owned both these games, and I love them to death. So I think it's awesome that Xbox recognized these great, kind of smaller titles and are mm. putting them out there for free. That being said, if I had an Xbox, that'd be bummed because I already own both these games. But yeah. <laughs> I think I'm. Uh, There's such great games, so I'm excited that they're getting out there. Yeah. yeah, and I actually sure. I
1: really like what the the PlayStation the last two months. It seems like they've been really story mode uh, driven because they had Life is Strange last month, and then we have Until Dawn and Telltale's Game of Thrones. So um, yeah, they even did Tales of the Borderlands from Telltale. No, so, yeah, ago, like well. not too long ago. So. I mean, these are great games. I mean, Telltale's Game of Thrones got some pretty good reviews. It wasn't as good as like Walking Dead, but I mean, let's be honest. If we're gonna compare any Telltale <laughs> games to Walking Dead, we're kind of talking like two different categories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like Until Dawn is super popular. It's really a, a great game, and like I, it embraces I, the cheesy horror
2: slasher flick that it's yeah to it, is, so it is is
1: all so. of our favorite B level, possibly C level horror films. <laughs> that we all love and grew up watching, you know,
2: Friday think that's the 13th. I really good, really really good actors stuff. and actresses too. Like yeah. they, they did a really good job with the voice lines and the different performances. And oh, there, yeah. there is definitely a lot of, you do have a lot of player influence, you know, some of the telltale games you don't have maybe quite as much influence and choice in the story. But until Don, like when I was watching Nathan play through it, like it felt like pretty much every single thing that he did, like determined someone's, you know yeah. life or death situation at the end of the game i think you only had what like two out of the i think the i had, had two yeah alive. two people
0: a lot stayed alive out of the eight that you start with so. you would yeah. kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well the worst was the one person i wanted to kill at the end of the game made it out it was so dumb but yeah, yeah it's cool because it feels like every decision you make feels like it has an actual impact on the game and i think there's pretty good replayability because you can play through it and um you can make it out. I think with all of the characters, if I remember correctly, I think I looked that up yeah. after I beat the
2: it game. Even even some of the villains can like change depending on like how you cater the game. Like, yeah. They kind of ask yeah. you things that you're like afraid of and stuff like that. So like it can actually change uh, things that you find in the game too, which is pretty yeah. cool.
1: Well, and either you could kill everyone or you can. I think the only ones you can't save are the two at the very, very beginning. So, but. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's yeah, the but I like the story off. Yeah, it's the story mode, and that's what they set it up to be. But yeah, no, that's a great, that's some great titles coming out for uh, PS Plus and Xbox One. So guys, if you have uh, gold or PS Plus, check those out.
2: Um, and Definitely don't sleep on Grow Up if you have an Xbox One. It's absolutely. a lot of fun. It's like a 3 it, Expans- right? Yeah, you play as this little robot, and you're basically you land on a planet. And the big thing about this sequel, um, and I love the original one. But instead of just kind of growing one planet and going up to basically space and being done, you're now growing, I think there's five or six different plants on different biomes. There's like kind of an yeah. Antarctic part of the globe. There's like a desert part. There's a forest part. And you really can go all the way over an entire globe rather than just like one little map. And so they expand the world, make it a lot bigger, and they make it a lot more mobility for your character. And it's just a really fun kind of relaxing Like atmospheric, like uh, little 3D platformer. So definitely check it out. It's it's a lot of fun. I've I've been enjoying it. I got it for like I think six or seven bucks on PSN a couple weeks ago. So so if you can
1: get for free, and if you get Until Dawn for PS Plus, um, have fun killing off all your characters. (laughs) I actually you should
0: get it because I kind of want to have you play through it and see what it would like, but. I don't think your wife would
1: like it very much, so you might have to find like some alone time to play
2: it. It, it could be pretty brutal, for sure. I,
1: I yeah, I really want to play it. I'm actually I'm actually really excited about this one. I'm gonna get it, and I think I'm gonna try and play through it twice. Once I'm gonna see if I can actually save everyone, because you know, kind of the Paragon, good you should guy. Should do that in your second playthrough. That's what I think I'm gonna do. I think the first time I'm gonna see if I can kill everyone. <laughs> of course, well, you I you it's like, you I literally just you
2: stream it because it'd be fun to watch you stream it. Yeah, that's what I we did when you
1: just kind of embrace the every type of horror game, horror movie, like kill everyone mentality. Like even the the like the chipper happy girl doesn't even make it out.
2: Rob, you just need to go play the Friday the 13th game where you play as Jason and just murder all the kids.
1: (laughs) I really like that. The look of that game. I was watching some footage of some guys playing that game. It was hilarious. That might be way too dark for this type of podcast. So, guys, you can check me out on my other podcast. It's called uh, Little Gingers.
0: (laughs) Wow. You went there. All right. right, We are going to move
1: on. Rob's
0: out of control. So for our main topic this this week, we're going to talk about um, RPGs. Uh, I was actually kind of inspired by this. Um, IGN.com released their list of their top 100 RPGs, I think a couple months ago, back in May. And right around the same time, Game Informer um, released their list of top 100 RPGs. Um, so I was kind of ex- inspired by that and looking through their lists. Um, so, first off, what makes a good RPG? Like, what do you look for in a good RPG, Rob? I'm going to give it to you because I think you're the RPG aficionado of this podcast.
1: <laughs> um, you know, RPGs are, it's such a broad topic. And so there's a lot of different little, like, subcategories of RPGs and all. But when I go to an RPG, what I really want is I want a good story. Or at least, you know, like, quests that I feel I feel are fun to play through. Um, I want good customization of either my character, uh, my party. I want my characters and the characters around me to feel fleshed out and, you know, have, be fun to play. And I really love kind of the exploration and looking around and getting loot and, you know, kind of the the leveling up, but not being grindy. Okay. So, yeah. I, what about, I think, like... You know, what about the
0: combat? Like, do you prefer, like, turn-based or action, or do you care at all? Because or... that's the I thing think... that's always turned off me about RPGs, is I turn-based is, like, a little bit too heavy strategy for me. Like, mm-hmm. um, it just takes a little bit too much thinking. And then other, yeah. like, action... A lot of action RPGs are really just, like, where you press a button and the character swings their sword and it says, 100 damage done or 103 damage done and stuff like that. So... It's always yeah. just hasn't been a lot of fun to me.
1: Yeah. Um, I like a little bit of a mix of both. Because, um, like, you have, you obviously have your action-heavy RPGs, things like The Witcher, you know, the Skyrim, Elder Scroll series, some of your Fallouts, and even Mass, now, Mass Effect.
2: Mass Effect now is, is yeah, pretty, pretty yeah. combat-oriented. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, but I... I think the biggest thing with the turn-based is if you're a really heavy, um, like, because the RPGs are based heavily in the tabletop type games, that's why you have, like, the stats for strength and charisma and all these things going into these games, like, and when you do an attack, it's like a dice roll, and so, um, and that's actually how a lot of combat systems work nowadays, is that it's actually like a dice roll-based type of system, Mm-hmm. like you add in certain stats and, yep it built it boosts whatever you're doing and so that's a little behind the scenes gaming for you guys just in case <laughs> you're wondering that's a very nerdy moment for me but like the tabletop rpgs are very heavy on the one person at a time because you have a full party of people there are sitting there and you want each of them to be able to utilize their moves play out their character how they would want to and so with that translating over into video game RPGs, the turn base had to be... You had to feel like it was balanced. And so they gave you all the different characters and the different moves and actions you could do, and you could level each of these up and unlock more. And so I actually like kind of... The turn base, but I like kind of the more unique turn base. Like Divinity Original Sin is a good example of that, more of the isometric. Um, the original Dragon Age Origins, you could actually take the camera up into like the top down, almost turn based type mm-hmm. combat. Um, you can even say things like the original uh, Knights of the Old Republic were. While it it played out more action-based, it was definitely turn-based because you would do an attack
2: and choose like specific attacks, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And so it was more turn-based in that sense, and that's actually a little bit more fun than just the traditional, like at least in my opinion, than the traditional like Final Fantasy or Chrono Trigger, where you line up in a line and one person goes forward and
2: attacks, and the For me, that's that's kind of what turns turns me off to a lot of RPGs is. I'm not a big RPG guy in general but like if games have really big turn-based strategy with you know
1: mm-hmm. numbers
2: that are up in the thousands of percents <laughs> so you have all these different stats and well especially if you have like you know multiple people on the team like you know a lot of the Final Fantasy games you have you're commanding four different people while they're all their own different roles that they do in their turn but like you boil it down to something simple like Pokemon where you have one Pokemon versus another Pokemon yeah. and you're doing Fifteen damage with Ember because it's fire and it hurts grass. It's effective against grass I mm-hmm. Like that, that I can follow, and that I really like. And that's yeah. why I think like the original Pokemon Red is probably like my favorite RPG yeah. of all time because it was yeah. simple enough where you got to. It was turn based, but it it was pretty self explanatory and was very accessible. But it still kind of you know had like i mean anyone who knows anything about pokemon <laughs> uh competitive pokemon that game has a crazy meta and stats and all that stuff oh that yeah yeah that. but it it's not not too hard to get into yeah so. well, i like... actually had
0: pokemon yellow v, um as the yeah. number four rpg on their list on top 100 rpgs which oh nice i thought was great and i think Rob, you said you were kind of surprised by that but i think it yeah, is a great I... example of something really simple that a lot of
1: people can enjoy I think I might have put Pokemon Red and Blue above Yellow just because I like those a lot better. But, you know, Yellow is a good example of like a very unique system when it comes to the RPG turn based combat. Um, and, you know, you mentioned the, like, the, the, you're hitting and you're doing thousands and thousands of damage, you know, or like you hit and then they take like, this huge amount of damage, but it doesn't do anything. You yeah, that's kind of more the Final Fantasy round. Finding Sephiroth and it
2: takes like forty-five hours or something. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah.
1: And those are those are the type of RPGs that take so much more strategy to to play through. Mm-hmm. That I I'm not as big of a fan of like strategizing because I'm terrible at strategizing, and planning <laughs> out things for like future use and so a lot of those games are really good for the people who are very meticulous and very like strategic because what what they what they want is they want the games where they can say i'm gonna level up this move this move and this move because i know that these three moves are going to be the ones that i want to use you know 40 hours into this rpg the most yeah you have to plan out what you want to do like yeah you got to plan out which is really hard which is hard. I like the instantaneous more of I hit the bad guy and the bad guy tries to hit me.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I like um, the other one I thought of as a kind of cool RPG and stuff like that. Is I like um, especially the Mario & Luigi series where yeah. um, it's Great. definitely more simplified because it's Mario and it's kind of made for people of all age ranges where you yeah, choose your attack, and it does a certain amount of power, and then it adds in like the basically like quick time events, where if you press the button at the right time, you'll do more damage, and you can like do the spinning brothers attack, where like you kind of time the button presses so you can do more damage. Um, that stuff is like I think those are great for kind of like people who are aren't as big of RPG fans um, to be able to jump into. You like those games, right,
2: Jeff? Yeah, those those are some of the few RPG games that. I, I have kind of played most of the way through. Yeah. Um, I think I've beaten two or three or the Mar- of the Mario Luigi games. I've I played almost all of them. Um, the original one that you mentioned two thousand three Superstar Saga. That's I think on my I probably my top three list of best RPGs ever. I really really enjoyed it. And like you said, that does have you know kind of the button presses and the the timing and the skill of like a Mario game, but it does have the strategy and you know kind of turn based part mm-hmm. of an RPG and. That's something, another thing that, um, you know, I don't like certain RPGs because if there's not kind of that skill to the timing or how you're pushing the buttons or how you move your character, um, just me being a kid who grew up playing platformers in Mario and Donkey Kong, like, (laughs) you know, I can tell my little brother how to beat Bowser in the final Mario level, but he's not going to be able to do it until he goes and practices and gets there himself and learns the Mm -hmm. skills. But, like, you know, if I'm playing a Final Fantasy game, my, and I have a friend who's bomb at final fantasy. He'll tell me all the different moves and everything. And I could totally beat the whole game just under his advice, you know? So I, I really like that mixture of, yes, it's good to have a strategy and, you know, figure out what attacks to do, but you also have to do a little bit of the work yourself. So,
1: Yeah. yeah, I actually kind of interesting. I was watching, um, yes. So, um, good games done quick is or summer games done quick that is going on right now um which is an incredible thing if you ever have a chance and you want to watch a speedrunner watch some of the guys playing these summer games done quick these guys are incredible but i was actually watching them play through uh kingdom hearts 2 yesterday um just because i was i looked to see what was broadcasting at the time and i looked and i'm like wow i really love this game i was watching this and there's like this huge strategy that this person does and they like pick up only specific items at certain times to play throughout the whole game and i remember playing through kingdom hearts 2 and like i didn't have a strategy and i love that game
0: (laughs) rob your strategy is to see and do everything you can and that's your strategy in every
1: rpg you play it's true which is actually one of the things that i don't like in rpgs um you know we're we're, you know in kind of the lines of what's good in an rpg versus what's not so good Mm -hmm. i i only i'm a i'm an adult i have a full-time job i have a family i'm married i have other responsibilities that i actually have to do so playing a huge rpg takes a long time for me because i can only put in like maybe an hour here like so if you you calculate it out like how many hours per week i could probably put into an rpg or into video games you're looking at probably only two to five max um per week week. yeah yeah and so if you're talking like you know witcher 3 where they're like the world is just huge and you can put like over 200 hours into it and still not even be close to finishing it I almost shy away from games like that. Not because i do not interested. I love the Witcher series, and it's super interesting to me. I love the combat and kind of the lore in that. But I'm not going to jump into it very readily, simply because I don't have 200 hours to put into this game. I like other games. I want to play more than just one game for the next three
2: years. Fallout 3. Fallout 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Gosh. I feel like just the art style of the world, like, also has to be good. Like... The world of Pokemon really, you know, captured me when I was a kid. Just being able to walk in the grass and like I could literally find some random new creature that I've never seen before and I can catch it. And then I can go tell all my friends and my brother like, hey, check out this thing I caught. Have you seen it before? Oh, where'd you get that? You know, we could trade secrets. And if the world is really interesting like that, then I love it. And I think that's, you know, I wasn't able to get in the Fallout games because I just didn't think. The world was very interesting to me, yeah. but I know people love that game mostly because there's so many different things to do. And um, other than the world, I think it's just, you know, writing and story that's such a big part of RPGs. Oh, I mean, you can ask anyone about their favorite RPG and they'll probably just clamor for for hours about the story and how how awesome oh, you know, yeah. The, yeah. the story was. And you know, that's another reason why I like the Mario and Luigi RPG series. Like the original Superstar Saga was the first time we got to see a Mario game where they actually Expanded and had a real plot in a story, and like mm-hmm. they, they made it a lot different by making it really, really funny and just having these odd, bizarre characters and just these weird catchphrases. And it was unlike anything I'd seen in Mario before. And so having yeah. having some interesting story and writing, and especially if it's, I think, funny, it'll keep you interested. That's why I think yeah. people like Borderlands is, it's you know, it's a shooter, but it has has some RPG elements, but just the weird kind of funny vibe and. The, the craziness of that world is what I think draws people to it. So,
0: Well, yeah. and I think it's important you made a good point about kind of the world of the game. And Rob, I think we were talking about this before, but you talked about how almost every single RPG made is either set in like a sci-fi universe or a fantasy universe. Like, yeah, really, it's very rare that there's other yeah. RPGs that are set in other... Um, so like, for example, something like Earthbound is super unique because it's set kind of in like mm-hmm. today's world and stuff like in the that. 90s yeah in the 90s <laughs> yeah. um
1: well then actually one we were talking about earlier that's actually on ign's list which actually surprised me when i was on it but the more i think about it the more i think it deserves to be on there was stardew valley like rolling through there and being like what this farming simulator is on there but then like we were talking about it it does have a very unique rpg style and i think that actually is it's not the traditional fantasy or sci-fi setting. Yeah, and yeah. Stardust Valley <laughs> the is a great lot thing of
0: fun
2: because it has the combat, great thing about, you know, uh, farming. I'll go, go ahead, ahead Jeff. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say the great thing about Earthbound is they really do embrace that kind of modern '90s, you know, feel. Rather than drinking, yeah. you know, potions and using fairies to heal yourself, you're eating hamburgers and hot dogs, <laughs> and like you're attacking with yo-yos <laughs> and baseball bats yeah like the bad guy isn't like evil evil mutant you know mega lord. it's like punk skater kid
1: like <laughs> stuff yeah. like that and
2: so <laughs> I, I think that's what makes that game stand out so much. why people yeah. still want you know mother three to come out, and it's just very very iconic in that it's not like any other game like you have parents who are reminding you to do your chores and call call your call your mom and make sure she, you're okay and you know just weird stuff like that so um. I think you're right, Rob. We need to see more games branch out of just the sci-fi kind of or fantasy or, you know, kind of what we already see. Yeah. In our movies.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and I think it would be really valuable just because and we've already seen kind of some examples of this, you know, more recently with some of the newer games coming out. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is an incredible example of that, because while it is still kind of that sci-fi, it's sort of it flips it on its head. Like it, it, doesn't, it doesn't straight up go. We're a sci-fi, post-apocalyptic world. It throws in so many different elements. That you're like, wow, this is actually very unique. And so I think you know, games like that and some of the other ones, like that's what we need from RPGs. We need lo- We, I love my my fantasy. Like I love my Dragon Age. You know, we obviously love like our Dark Souls and Elder Scrolls and you know, and sci-fi. You know, we like Mass Effect and our um, our uh, fallouts, but let's get something unique. Yeah, create a new world, a new style, like an RPG set in the '90s, like Earthbound.
0: I'm trying to think what what kind of world I would want to set it in. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I want a uh, Harry Potter. You like
2: Stardew Valley a lot, right? I do. I do like yeah. Star
0: Wars Potter. I want a Harry Potter RPG. Where yes. you can explore like all around uh, Hogwarts and all that stuff. I think that would be cool. That would be a lot of fun. I know my wife uh, you would know, like go insane for that. So.
2: You know what yeah. I really want is one of my favorite video game characters of all time in an RPG, which of course is the Raving Rabbids. and I think it'd be cool if they put him <laughs> in an RPG with Mario. I think that'd be a really oh. good idea.
0: Oh wow, you
1: brilliant,
2: killing it today. <laughs> That'd be awesome, actually. I think would be super
1: cool. Is that game comes out
2: next month? Do you guys realize that the Mario, (laughs) rabbits, battle RPG, one month away? I I think it'll be great.
1: I think what would be super cool as well for an RPG world is if we got a little bit more of our historic settings, like not just like going back to the medieval ages where we beat each other to death with swords. But, like, we have, like, the era of pirates, like, the Revo- American Revolution, the French Revolution, or, like, even the World Wars or Civil Wars. Like, some of these big battles and areas of history, like, More let's like do historic RPG. A historic,
2: it, RPG, is
1: what yeah. A historic yeah. RPG. Yeah, let's get some of that going on. Let's get some of these things. Because we already have, we literally have every single type of historic first-person shooter.
2: Yeah.
1: let's get something a little bit more unique let's get a little rpg going on up in there that would be cool i'm always down for
0: things involving history so sounds fun. yeah cool um i guess i have a couple more questions for you guys um what uh is there any like really popular rpgs that you guys can think of um that either you maybe tried out and didn't like or stuff that everyone's like oh yeah this is the best game ever and you played and you're like nope this isn't for me
2: uh well i already kind of mentioned it but fallout 3 i was not able to do fallout and i i've almost yet to meet someone who doesn't love fallout like who has played it so i feel really weird for saying that because i feel like i'm kind of alone so Mm -hmm. let me know on twitter if you don't like fallout 3 so i don't feel alone anymore but (laughs) <laughs> um, that that's probably the big one that comes comes to mind for me and then final fantasy as well i i've dabbled in a few of them because i've had some friends who are diehard you know final fantasy fans but mm-hmm. i don't know i just i just can't get it to the the world the art style the gameplay like i mentioned it's just kind of all, all too much for me so yeah. i'm not really into an, either of those series yeah cool rob
0: uh oh, this is so hard for me do, do you want me to go yeah, okay, go for okay, it. Okay, I'll Rob go have because an RPG he doesn't like um, That's real My <laughs> answer for this is something I've been like wanting to talk about for a long time, and it's The Witcher Three.
1: Because
0: um, uh. <laughs> I that game came out 2015, so little over two years ago now, and it was getting all these really good reviews, and you know, I had I played. I'm not a huge RPG fan, but I played Skyrim on my PS3 and had a yeah. ton of fun with it and loved it. And that's one of your like all-time favorite setting. RPGs right yeah it's definitely up there there is one of my favorite um and so I was like oh this huge world to explore like it's pretty action focused and it sounds really fun um it's probably gonna be a little bit like Skyrim I'll jump in and try it out so I bought it I think it was on sale for about 40 dollars. and I played it and like the first time I played it I was like oh yeah this is great like I'm getting into the story I'm super interested and then I played it for, like, maybe two or three hours the first night I bought it. And then after that, every time I tried to go back to it, I was like, no, I don't care about this world or these characters. And, like, every side quest, like, everyone was like, oh, the side quests are so great. Um, The main quest is kind of whatever, but the side quests are really interesting. The characters Mm -hmm. are great. And every time I did it, um, it's all based on, like, kind of European, Eastern, dark uh, fairy tales and stuff like that so there's all these super creepy monsters and whatnot <laughs> and like one of the quests is you have to like basically free this kind of like monster soul of this baby that died and it's super super dark and so I, that kind of bothered me and kind of the, the more i played it just
2: kind of the 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 darkness of the world yeah the and, darkness of the world uh, the
0: more I played it the kind of the more it did that and I was like I don't like this and also the combat like I don't know the combat just didn't click for me um it was better than a lot of other RPG games I've played but it was still like a lot of like just kind of dodge and then roll and then I basically found a way to basically cheese the game because you have this ability where you get a shield and if you get a shield like you'll get one hit and it won't injure you and so any like hard boss I was playing I would just like get a shield hit it and then run away until my shield would regenerate do it (laughs) and it just took forever and it wasn't that fun so I eventually yeah. was like, I, this game isn't for me. I sold it back, traded it back in for something, and I think I actually used it to get Skyrim Special Edition on PS4. So Go back to Old
2: Faithful. Huh? Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Well, at least well, you replace uh, an RPG with an RPG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you originally picked up Witcher 3 like pretty soon after you got your PS4, and so you kind of you didn't really have an RPG type game to play. Yeah, No, Uh.
0: I, I, you're right. I forgot about that, but yeah, I think I got it like maybe three or four months after I got my PS4 and I didn't have any kind of RPG. I was playing a lot of destiny. Um, and I think like a couple sport games and stuff maybe, but I didn't have any RPG or anything. So, and it just didn't scratch the itch in the right way, I guess.
2: Yeah.
0: Rob.
1: Oh, I've been struggling with this one. I, I'll be honest um i love rpgs as you might have noticed and it's really hard for <laughs> so me honest to of you <laughs> it's really hard for me to be like i don't like this rpg but there are i actually have two types of rpgs that i kind of that i don't prefer okay. prefer um, okay yeah yeah i'm gonna use that word uh (laughs) i'm really not a huge jrpg fan um i know rpg and jrpg were all like like the western versus the japanese like we're all like oh they're very different and oh the hardcore rpg guys will freak out on me but like games like persona um some of like the super anime rpg games i just can't get into them i just they don't they don't I don't really like the aesthetic. I don't really like anime, and so trying to play a game that's all anime for two hundred hours, I can't. (laughs) I don't think
2: anyone can blame you for that.
1: But the other one I'm actually going to throw out here, and this one's a little bit more controversial. I think is the Dark Souls, Bloodborne, uh, Demon Souls type games. Is that just because you suck?
2: No, well, yes and no. Because That's what everyone assumes. If you don't like Dark Souls, you need to get good. Get scroll. good, bro. <laughs> I cannot here's, like that game without having to thing. be good at
1: it. Here's the thing. I mean, that is very true. Because I play these games because I want to relax. I play video games because I want to have a good time. I play video games because I want a distraction or just something to do. It's kind of a time waster, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I like challenging the games, you know, like, I'm really into... I'm really interested in playing Cuphead. Obviously, that's a big, challenging game. And, like, Super Meat Boy. And some of those games where it's, like, you die a million times before you actually succeed. But when your entire game is an RPG based around the idea that you're just going to get your butt kicked, I... That's not fun to me. Like, I don't want to spend all this time in an RPG where they're... You know, like, I could be playing another RPG. Like, I could be playing Mass Effect, where I like the characters. There's a great story. Combat's fine. I could be playing, you know, Dragon Age. I could be playing uh, Fallout, where even though there's not a whole lot of the world necessarily that maybe is, like, fully fleshed out, but it's still, like, it's kind of rewarding and fun. And when I level up, I actually feel like I can succeed at things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When Dark Souls and Demon Souls are all just, like psych, you just got killed again for the 100th time. I mean, that doesn't... I don't want to do that for a whole I, I think
2: what you're saying too, Rob, is like, I feel like with you, story is probably the most important thing in an RPG. Yes, yeah, like... And Dark Souls, I haven't heard anyone ever, I mean, no. for all the people who I know love that game, clamor about the great story. Like, that's not... No, the purpose of the, the game It's not to tell an interesting narrative. Cool. It's to, you know, have a, you know, quote-unquote realistic sword fighting game that kicks your butt all the time. And so, yeah. you know, but like, if you're... In it for the story that's not really yeah. Well, yeah,
0: that, everyone yeah. says yeah. the most important part of those games is just like when you finally do beat that boss or whatever it is you're facing that the feeling of achievement and like completion mm-hmm. is just so amazing and that's what keeps them coming back but you have yeah, to take so much punishment really fun to get thing. there
1: and I've, I've heard that's really rewarding but yeah. I mean like you said Jeff I play games for stories I play games because I actually want to feel successful at something yeah. typically after a really long day of being an adult and, you know, being an adult is hard and sometimes we're not very successful at being an adult and so I don't <laughs> want to go to a video game where it's literally the exact same thing like, taxes! Big sword coming down on your face! Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think
0: it's easier for people who have more time to enjoy those types of games because you do have to have a lot of time to be able to kind of sink in and play through Like, a uh, good friend of the show, that. Chris Raymond, I was talking to him about, I think, the most recent Dark Souls 3 DLC and he was like, yeah... I was fighting this boss for like six hours last night and I still didn't beat it yet. And I'm like, oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, I would like kill myself. Like it was so bad.
1: <laughs> I mean, you struggled with some Zelda bosses, but I yeah. mean, six hours later. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I but, would give up. You have to have strong determination.
1: Yeah. And I, that's just, that's uh, enjoyable to me. So if I had a, if I had an RPG series that I was like, I don't really care for this one. And that's super popular. It's the Souls and
2: Bloodborne yeah. series. I I will say for me, I think we're kind of in a good age of RPGs now, where RPGs are becoming more accessible, and like, you know, look at Mass Effect, where first Mass Effect, I wasn't a huge fan of, um, but I really, really loved 2, and then 3, and then you know, I'm I'm enjoying Andromeda right now, so Mm -hmm. um, those games, you know, after the first one, really put more into the combat, and make it a little bit more like a third-person shooter, and made it a little bit more enjoyable there, which I, I like, and so I think it's awesome that a lot of RPGs now are kind of fleshing out and making it a little bit more accessible and not just having, no, this is an RPG, it's turn-based, and that's how we do it. Like, it's... We are seeing some different types of games.
0: Kind of the good, easy parts of RPGs are kind of influence all of the games. Like, almost every single game you play these days um, has, like, a skill tree, and a lot of them have Mm -hmm. level-up systems and all that kind of stuff. So.
2: Cool. I'm excited to play Undertale this year on PS4. I'm excited for that. That's
1: true. That would be great. I've heard yeah. so many good things about that one.
2: I, right. I was this close to buying it on Steam, even though I don't really buy games on Steam. When I <laughs> announced it at the Sony conference. I was really excited. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's great.
0: All right. Well, that's what we think. Um, be sure to let us know what you think um, on
2: Twitter. Uh, what's
0: our Twitter? <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> underscore at, games. At,
2: yeah. At, hey, listen. Underscore Games. Just, and, uh, let us know what's your uh, favorite RPG, and then you know what is your RPG that you don't like that everyone else seems to love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: those two things would be awesome. All right. Time to move on to our final segment for the day. Um, what we've been playing this week, um, Jeff. I'm going to you first. What have you been playing?
2: So, in the topic of RPGs, I have been playing Mass Effect. Um, I'm only about maybe 10 hours in. I have jumped in the multiplayer, which has been fun. Uh, but the story so far hasn't really gotten me hooked necessarily. But I do enjoy exploring the worlds. Uh, the worlds are very, very big, um, which is awesome. I, I texted Rob the other day. I didn't find out you could fast travel until I was at like 94% completion in a planet. Oh wow! <laughs> so I, I, I don't know how many you know minutes or hours I spent traveling across my vehicle, but. Um, it feels good. It uses the frostbite engine. So the environments look beautiful. Like it's, it looks yeah. really, really nice. Um, the character models and the facial animations, eh, but you know, the environments look great.
1: Um, and they, so... they
2: improved with a couple of patches. They actually were worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even want to know what it looked like before, before all the updates, but, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm making my way through that. I'm, I'm glad I picked it up this summer. We'll have some, some time to hopefully get more into it. Uh, but I do want to talk about arms. I haven't, I haven't been on the show since arms came out. And, uh, I just want to kind of let you know what I've uh, kind of been uh, doing in that game. Um, I will say the game does not have a ton of content. Um, it it only has, what, I think nine characters in the game to start. And then 10, there's right? about maybe ten. Yeah, okay. nine or ten characters in the game, um, which isn't a lot for a fighting game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, You, you oh. think even Street Fighter V launched with, what, like 16 or something like that. Um, but, uh, there's about, I think 30 something different arms available. Uh, but the cool thing about the arms are, you know, there's a regular boxing glove type. There's like a big, uh, like giant bruiser type. There's a bird type. There's, you know, a revolver kind and each one can be, has different elements. And so you can have a revolver that has flame, a revolver that has shock, which stuns. And they haven't released all those. And so, like, for example, I think the Revolver only has the shock or the firepower. And so over the next year where they do free game updates, they're going to be able to release, you know, potentially over 100 different arms that have the different side abilities. So there's a lot of room for depth there. And that's where a lot of the games, you know, kind of depth comes in is not really just choosing your characters, but also choosing what type of arms you're using. Because mm-hmm. the speed and the power and the, the, uh, the elements really... Um, coming to play there. But um, the online is the best online experience on Switch yet, which, you know, I know there's not Don't a lot of online Switch games, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
2: it's the kind of the, this is, you know, the first real definitive Switch game, you know, Mario Kart and Zelda both came out in the Wii U. Um, you know, this is really the first big Nintendo Switch exclusive game. And it totally has the Nintendo polish and charm. Uh, the characters look great. Um, there's a new character coming out next week and, Overall, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I kind of prefer to play in, I think, button mode over hand, over the motion controls. Mm-hmm. I will say motion controls are a lot more fun, though. So okay. I, I do try to play with motion controls whenever I play with um, other people just because it makes it a little bit more fun. But it's and pretty accessible, too. So The that, single player cool is just too. the Grand Prix, right? Like, you kind of just yeah, go through just some a, challenges Yeah, it's like an arcade mode. Stuff. Yeah, you pretty much oh, just yeah. fight through all ten fighters um, okay. one at a time. And... Um, it'll mix it up. Sometimes you'll do like volleyball or hoops, and there's some other different game modes which make it fun. Two v two is a totally different game than one v one is, and so um, it can it can get pretty crazy. And the online party system is is really nice. And I've played played games with a couple of friends, which has been fun. But um, I am enjoying I'm enjoying it so far. I've probably put a good 15 hours into it or so. So um, yeah, Sounds I like it. Great. It works good in handheld too. I've probably played it mostly in handheld mode. Oh which wow. Is, that's which good. i i, I kind of surprised myself uh, it's definitely
0: yes. really impressive yeah i had Did fun you, you also put up house, some Jeff. video
2: yeah I, I i think i put up a video of twintel back uh a week before the the game launched during one of the yeah. test punches but um let me know i i can i can totally throw up a stream on this i know uh kind of a friend of the show johnny ebbs he's been been streaming arms and mario 8 deluxe on switch a lot so uh let me know if you have arms. I'd love to love to check it out with you. I'm at rank eight right now uh, in the in the ranked play, which can be a lot of fun, but also can be very, very rage-inducing as most fighting one-on-one games can be. But yes. <laughs> I, I love the fact that there's a new free character coming out uh, next week with a new mode and some new arms because I don't think I've ever played a fighting game where there's been free DLC. Like, that just... Doesn't happen. You usually have to pay six dollars a character for DLC. So yeah, um, I think that's that's awesome about that's it.
0: Super nice, especially since there's not a ton of characters and stuff to start.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's there's yeah. not a, a ton to start with, but I think it'll be kind of like the original Splatoon. You know, over over time there'll be a lot lot in that package there. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Else? Other than that, I just. Jump back into Zelda Twilight Princess uh, this this last week. It was kind of hard to do after Breath of the Wild. I will say that, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah, I've been enjoying kind of going back through that story. Like I said, I have a lot of nostalgia for that game. Yeah, it was my first Zelda game I owned and beat all the way through. Um, So I'm about about at the halfway point um, in that game. I just got the ability to switch back and forth between human and wolf form uh, freely. so So you don't have to yeah, it, it makes more. it a lot nicer. You're, you're not really funneled into certain areas anymore. You, yeah, it feels a lot more open for that. But mm. um, yeah, the the remake on Wii U is actually really nice. Um, the HD looks good. You can tell they redid some of the assets. And um, if you do play with the gamepad, you have instant inventory management, which I think was kind of an underrated feature of a lot of a lot of Wii U games and yeah. a lot of Wii U ports. Just being able to tap the screen to switch switch things around. But yeah, I played it's, through it's, it's that port last year. Fun. The dungeons in that game are awesome. So if you're missing yeah. those from Breath of the
0: Wild, yeah. definitely yeah, go that, play through that. That's
2: the biggest thing. I was playing through one of the dungeons. I'm like, I miss, I miss giant dungeons. Like Breath of the Wild didn't didn't really have that. Didn't have your giant themed dungeons with lots of different you know doors and stuff like that. So yeah. they were too busy um, focusing was... on being open air. That's true. <laughs> I, I played. I played the, the water dungeon in one day. I'm like, I'm not stopping halfway through this. I'm going to get lost. <laughs> Even <laughs> though a able to beat it. Times, I still have bad memories of water dungeon. Yeah. Uh, water dungeons <laughs> in general are just the worst. <laughs> That's true. I'm actually playing on hero mode, which has been cool. They added that in to the, uh, Oh yeah. PC version. Have you scanned basically.
0: the Ganondorf Amiibo in, in on hero mode yet?
2: <laughs> I have not. I've not scanned it in yet. I, I haven't really scanned any Amiibo yeah. um, into the game yet, but, um, I will say, hero mode isn't too much more difficult, um, other than bosses. When you get to a boss, it can get pretty tricky because usually there's always like one attack on a boss that I find really hard to evade, and it'll like oh, yeah. take seventy percent of my health after mm-hmm. like one hit. So yeah, it, it can be kind of cool on boss.
0: Well, and hero so. mode flips the game too, right? Like it's kind of mirrored. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's, that's true. It, it does mirror the game um, from what I played it originally, I believe. So that's yeah, um, mm. that, that's cool. I mean, it's been so long, I don't really notice. But okay, it's, that's good. Slow down. Yeah.
0: All right, um, Rob. What are you playing?
1: All right, so uh, I've been continuing kind of through the alphabet uh, scheme. Played a little bit more of Back to the Future. Still on episode three. I have I've played it like three times, and I still haven't beaten that one. Just because they just keep only getting like fifteen minutes to play, and they're they're like an hour episode each, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I haven't I haven't I'm I'm pretty close to beating it. I just haven't done it yet. Um, I also played another game called Ballistic, which is, like, stick figure, bullet hell type game.
0: Like, which... first person shooter, or shoot em up, or side like, scrolling?
1: uh, side scroller, almost. Okay. So, it's kind of, I haven't played it 20 minutes yet, which is part of the challenge, if you guys remember. Mm-hmm. But, I played it a little bit, and it's pretty fun. Um... It seems like it's pretty short, also. So it might be one of those games where I just sit down and play it all and beat it all, and then just never play it again. Yeah. But we'll see. And then, of course, I've been playing Mass Effect Andromeda, and I am so far. Um, Jeff and I were actually talking about this. You know, one of the things with Mass Effect is I haven't i I've beaten some of the loyalty missions, and, I, and I'm. I'm enjoying the story and all that stuff so far. Mm-hmm. But the combat has kind of become a little bit mundane. Not because of the combat itself, because it feels really good, but because mm-hmm. there's not really a lot of variety in enemies. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. So there's,
2: there's only three like, the like different, same... like types of enemies. Yeah, and then each one basically has your standard grunt type enemy that's easy to beat. <laughs> has a smaller, more nimble one, there's usually like a animal type one, and then there's one that's shield. That's a little bit harder to be, and that's pretty much it for yeah. each of the three classes. So, yeah. yeah,
1: and it's the same in all races. So like, yeah. there's several different races throughout the game. There's a couple new ones, and there's some old ones, and there's always going to be the exact same types. There's yeah. never like it, there's five different races here, and of the five different races, they all have a sharpshooter
2: who has yeah. shields. It's and not so, like, you know, maybe think of Destiny, where there's, you know, the Hive, the Cabal, the Taken, where each yeah. each kind of different type of enemy is very, very different how you defeat it and how they fight you. They all feel very similar. And even the enemy AI, I feel like, hasn't really changed since Mass Effect 2. You know, like, it feels very kind of just... They're, they're
1: pretty, yeah, pretty the same. And I'm at a higher level on my single-player game. Um, I'm at to the point where I'm kind of going... Um, Maybe I should respec just to make it a little bit more interesting, <laughs> because just because you kind of have seen. And I actually did change one of my abilities recently. Like I've been using some of the same type of abilities and powers, but and I was like, I'm going to try a new one because I just wanted to make it a little bit more challenging yeah. on myself. And I actually made it a little bit more challenging because it's completely different from the one move I had. And so I might mess around with that a little bit more and see if I can make it just a little bit more fun. But I'll be honest, I probably only died like six or seven times throughout the entire game. Wow. And of those six or seven times, I think only... Well, actually, there was one boss where I was a little bit... I had to actually really think through a strategy that because I died like a couple times against them because it was a really Mm -hmm. small room and I didn't have a way to get away from them. (laughs) Or a place to find cover. But for the most part, the only times I've died is because I'm flying through the air and jumping or running out into the Just middle of reckless. combat.
2: Just being reckless. <laughs> and yeah, I get shot way. in the back of the head. I mean... <laughs> the, the two biggest improvements that they did in this game um, is the mobility. You can jump really high. Jump you can go on top of buildings for... and stuff. You can hover for a little bit. You can do dashes, somewhere like maybe Tracer. You know, you quickly blink forward in any direction. And that feels great. You can move around really quickly. Yeah. Um And then you can also choose any abilities and powers um, to upgrade for your character. Previously, yeah, you had to choose, you know, I'm going to be a Vanguard and I have these four (laughs) powers I can use throughout the game. I'm going to be a soldier. I have, you know, these powers I can use throughout the game. But in this game, you can choose anyone you want. So you can have some of the, you know, soldier abilities, some of the engineer abilities, some of the adept abilities. You can mix and match it any way you want, which gives you a lot more freedom in how you play the game. And it can also make it make the difficulty scaled, you know, cause there's certainly some powers that are really good and other ones that, you know, are maybe a little more fun. So,
1: well, and also I like, I like things is like, um, and some of the older mass effects you had to, if you wanted to use like concussive shot, you had to equip it mm-hmm. to your bullets and then load a new clip in with the concussive shots. And then you could shoot the concussive shots. But in this one, like all the abilities are just simple trigger pulls and recharge and okay. so it's really fast. Um, I actually, my current loadout, I have concussive shot. So uh, like a like a military class. And then I have tech. And then I have a biotics power equipped. So I actually have one of each right now. Nice. Yeah. And you can change your profile based on that so you have better abilities or better powers or skills based off of that. So that's been kind of fun. I actually have enjoyed that because it gives it an extra layer of like, well, how do I want to destroy this enemy this time? Yeah. It gives you some more freedom to switch it up, which is great. that's always uh, good more freedom is always a good thing i really wish there was a bigger variety of enemies i think that's probably my biggest complaint so far
0: yeah cool all right what about you nathan um so i've just been playing uh one game basically been busy with family and work lately but uh the uh playstation summer sale which i think is going on until monday july 10th
2: um, ends the the 11th when the playstation updates on tuesday
0: So, they've had some really good games in there. So, go check it out if you haven't yet. But um I picked up uh, Madden 17 for 10 bucks on there. Um so I've been playing that a lot I lately. Do. But uh <laughs> I actually have this funny story. So, my uh, parents came to visit last weekend and um I've played Madden with my dad I think since like the first Madden I got, like Madden 2000 or something like that oh. a long time ago. And usually we'll play a couple games and usually I'll beat him and Whatnot, and so such is life. So my dad's like, "Hey, you want to play some Madden?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." So I hand my dad like a PS4 controller. I think this is the first time he's ever had a PS4 controller in his hand in his (laughs) life. And we start, and he's like, "All right, I'll be the Seahawks," and I think I was like the Buccaneers or something like that. And so I was like, "Oh, I'll put my dad on like rookie," and I think I put myself on pro or all pro or something like that. So I did a little bit higher difficulty, but we started playing. And we're playing, and I'm kind of driving down the field, and all of a sudden I throw a pick. I'm like, oh, dang it. <laughs> and my dad was just, just kept, he ran this play and he threw it to his tight end. And tackle only gained like maybe 10 yards. And then he did the same thing. <laughs> and then he did the same thing. And I'm like, are you using the same play? He's like, yeah. And like, I kind of just, he was only throwing to his tight end. So he wasn't I looked,
2: even doing like a good strategy. No, but he, he was wasn't still doing a good you. strategy.
0: He was just like doing the same play over <laughs> and over again.
2: Um, Why change a winner? throwing
0: to his tight end. I looked it up at the end of the game. His tight end had twenty catches for six <laughs> touchdowns and like three hundred, like two hundred fifty yards or something like that. And he had Good. like maybe three other receivers that caught a pass. And the final score of the game was forty-two to zero. I threw eight interceptions and just got completely <laughs>
1: murdered and mad in Madden. <laughs> Which he was scored. you play this more than he does.
2: It's yeah, maybe maybe we should have your dad be the new co host of The <laughs> Listen Games Cast. Yeah, Matt sorry, and Nathan, Matt you're and fired. Joe, Scott Wagner. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, he said he was gonna listen to this episode,
0: so dad we, will, we would love to have you on and uh, maybe try out and maybe you can take my spot as the uh, new host, one of the new hosts of Hey Listen since <laughs> I am dethroned from Madden.
2: So. Oh, that's super funny. Yeah.
0: No, it's hilarious because we've played, like I said, we played for a long time and I don't think he's ever beaten me before. Like I think he got close a couple times, but like
2: I don't think he ever has, so it's pretty funny. Yeah. But... Reminds me of my dad. He, he kicks my butt in NES golf and that's like <laughs> his third game. He'll, he'll have me play with him all the time and very rarely i'll I'll beat him but he he's a he's an ace at that game yeah that's awesome
0: so anyways that's my story but um <laughs> yeah, that game is good really fun. there it has some cool modes and stuff like that so and it's great but yeah go check out the playstation sale if you haven't yet because it's awesome yeah.
2: I, some good games in there yep
0: all right well that wraps up <laughs> really wraps r- r- up our show for this week um hope you enjoyed it um like I said, follow us on Twitter at HeyListen_Games. Um, tell us what your favorite RPG is, or what maybe your least favorite RPG is on there. And in honor of that, um, we were looking through kind of the top 100 lists, and across list, the most consistent game was a uh, Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo. So we are going to play the Chrono Trigger main theme to send you out this week, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. See ya
1: later.